Welcome to Whatever Comes Next, the number one podcast for creatives, according to our mummers. I'm Daddy. And I'm Elise. <laughs> Good intro. Sorry, yeah, sorry, I was laughing I at A. I noticed that I turned on my camera. Fumbling. Anyway, in Funny. today's episode, we're going to go through a little bit of a water cooler chat again. <laughs> really into this vibe. Mm. And we're going to have a little chat about what we wish uni might have taught us mm-hmm. in the three years we were there. Mm-hmm. But first, what you been up to, eh? Um, what have I been up to? I, on the weekend, I went out for coffee with a pal. That nice. was lovely. I just, I just love, I'm a broken record, but I just love brunch, like, <laughs> or any excuse to eat. Um, but yes, yeah, so I went out for a brunch on the weekend, which was just delightful. Um, I also, so you remember I told you I wanted to go buy a book. Yes. I bought the book. Have you started your book? I, I did start it. So it's the, I went, there were like two book series that I, was reading uh and I went to the shops and I could only get one of the sequels so we're going with the long one it is 800 pages um <laughs> it's called House of Sky and Breath uh and it's it, it's the one with the uh sexy demon cat oh, wow. <laughs> um and so I, yeah I started that and it like all came flooding back because I could like as soon as I put down a book I forget what was in it yeah so it's all come flooding back and I remember what it was about so um yeah I've been I'm I've read per I don't even know how many pages like maybe a tenth of this enormous book um but it's it's not bad so far Are like it's it? just I forgot that this series has so many characters I'm just like I can't keep up like there's too too you many kind characters of like a context yeah kind of page like Oh, it ha- like it has like a map at the front. Oh, it it's does. one of those books. Oh. But like it we're I don't know, like maybe eighty pages in and there's like an angel, a half fairy, the sexy cat demon, uh, there's a mermaid, there's I a werewolf. So much. <laughs> I'm forgetting something. There's a like a, a fawn, like a like a Mr. Tumnus. Uh so so many <laughs> magical creatures. It's it's a wild time. Wow. It anyway, it. keeping trying to keep up with that aside, it's I'm enjoying it. It's gone good so far, so I'll I'll report back. Well, I'm glad you're liking it. I'm enjoying it so far. We'll see. Sounds a bit full on. It is. <laughs> Have you been? How's your week? I've been good. Um, I had a big wedding on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Yeah, yes. I liked your dress. Oh, thank you. It was lovely. It frayed. It frayed. It frayed. So. Washed it, yeah. In a wash bag, yeah. Delicate wash, like it is so frayed. Like I've had to send them an email to try and get it back, but because it's a Beck and Bridge one, yeah. Pretty hefty price tag, yeah. Not hefty, but it's decent, yeah. And like so, all the joints have frayed, and like parts of the dress, I don't, Far I don't out. know. And like it wasn't tight. Mm, that's annoying. So yeah, uh, but that was a, that. That bit is annoying. But the weekend was so much fun. I oh, had such a blast. I feel like I was eighteen again. <laughs> they got a DJ. Um, I think the DJ was from the Ivy. Oh, literally felt like I was back. What in. a throwback! Yes, it was so good. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, other than that, not a lot going on. I bought Pantone color books. You grown up? I finally did it. <laughs> I mean, I've wanted them for ages. Mm. I just. It's They're a lot of money, yeah. but it's going to help my process because it now is. I'm going to do the Pantone colour <laughs> first and not last. Getting my shit together, finally. Go, girl. So I'm very excited for that to come. They're coming tomorrow. I ordered them yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Go Pantone. I know. So excited. That's very exciting. Other than that, not a lot. Puppies, kids, yeah. the works. 
Same old for me. <laughs> and that's about it. So should we jump on into our little water cooler chat for Let's this do week? it. You want to take things off? Absolutely. So uh, last week people will remember we were having a little bit of a rant about brands joining the metaverse. L'Oreal is following suit. So L'Oreal has uh, trademarked a whole bunch of digital products under like all their different sub-brands. So you've got like Maybelline, Urban Decay, CeraVe, Kiehl's, heaps of different brands. Uh, they have yeah, registered trademarks for things like digital makeup, perfume, skincare and hair care products. So you just buy it and not use it. Just if someone could explain to me what the hell the point of a digital perfume is, I would be thrilled to know. Also the fact that you have to trademark things twice now. Oh, that's true. Real world and digital world. But like I I don't agree with it, but I can see I can stretch my imagination to understand a digital, like, I don't know, lipstick or whatever, like, because you can see it. <laughs> but you can't see you it on can't, your face. You can't smell perfume. You can't smell digital perfume. I don't get it. Like, do you just go around, like, in the metaverse being like, I promise I'm wearing, like, Miss Dior? Maybe when they hover over your sim, they're like, this is what you're <laughs> yeah, At least smells like... <laughs> I don't know, musk and tobacco. That's the first scent that came to mind. <laughs> wow, that's terrible. Do they put tobacco in perfume? I think I'm just thinking of candle scents. I don't know, but all I'm thinking is like a really old home <laughs> that people have just been smoking in and the musky <laughs> smell. That is terrible. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's not a good scent. I should have gone with florals. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it just, it baffles me that this is where we're at in life. I like... Look, we're about to about uh, World War Three is about to start, so it seems about <laughs> right that we would also be Cut having digital it. perfume. Anyway, I, I don't get it. Don't understand me it. either. Look, I've got another little controversial little water cooler chat for you. Hit me. Pretty little thing. The little fashion boutique is replacing human being models. Boutique. I don't know. It's I just like a, a multi-million dollar. Sorry, go on. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they are replacing human being models with a CGI model named Luna. Yeah. This is terrible. Well, just why? So they've described this as the beginning of Pretty Little Thing getting into the metaverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is such a step backwards from the way the fashion and skincare industry were heading and we were heading towards the more inclusive right kind of way so we're taking away a human's job for no necessary reason yeah and now that we're going so backwards we're not seeing real women women (laughs) real women and men in these clothes yeah so we're not seeing non-airbrush skin yeah. We're not seeing different body shapes. We're not seeing different cultures. We're mm-hmm. not seeing beauty marks. We're just seeing a flawless CGI model with perfect everything. Yeah, it's a little bit baffling. Like I understand brands wanting to get on board the train because the train for the metaverse has left the station. <laughs> it's, it's skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah. But I just think this is a, like this just seems strange. Like I know there are a couple of like uh, – CGI influencers like there's a couple of really Instagram accounts yeah that are like these famous like robots basically they're yeah, right um 
and I like I, I feel like that's kind of like how they're well, the, yeah, what they're gearing is, towards. They've said they've said that they're trying to create the your ideal influencer. Yeah, I don't think that exists. Like, there's no such thing as just one. Like, I don't think you can say like this is the ultimate influencer. It's like okay, but. Uh, my ideal influencer is probably not going to be like a perfectly airbrushed like it's going to be a real person yeah and also like pretty little thing is a really big company they are also they get criticized for being like the fact that they are fast fashion if you're gonna invest all this money into a fake like into a fake influencer your your pretend models like maybe you could have just used that money to like not be fast fashion to have yeah. an ethical sustainable uh like business model 100%. it just seems like a pretty little distraction from that i agree that um, is a very good point i just i'm not on board with the yeah i don't think you're going to be able to create one perfect embodiment of what we all want to see and especially for the fact that we're like for them to be diverse, they need to create yeah, multiple right. of these CGIs. They need to create women. They need to create men. Yeah. Um, transgender, whatever. That's a lot of money being yeah. spent creating, I don't know, 10 or more CGIs and then creating the lifestyle for each of them to yeah. then promote the brand. Like, Is it not better to just, like, pay and give a platform to real diverse people <laughs> i mean i feel like it would be it's just putting so much more pressure on people like f- to look perfect again yeah um it seems like a really weird step for them to take maybe they've maybe they've got bigger plans maybe they are going to have a whole range of them but again just like use that money for better purposes better fashion <laughs> yeah that yeah, too better quality clothing <laughs> yeah um anyway that's uh that's our water cooler chat for today it is just two for them ones, but two pretty big main points. And what we've been talking about constantly. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Nope. It's just going to haunt us forever now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our main chat for this episode. Let's do it. <laughs> what we wish uni had taught us. Mm-hmm. The design edition. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things. I can't wait yeah, to get into I, this Yeah, I one. feel like that we're not going to cover everything. No, not just at all. Just the main points. Yeah, the main points that we've kind of found from our experiences and our lack of experience when we first joined, like, a studio environment. Um, My first one was I had no freaking clue how to use all the Adobe programs properly. Yeah. Like, we learned basics of InDesign, like how to put an advert together. Mm -hmm. Mate, you didn't see me jumping in Photoshop trying to whip up some kind of cool thing. Like they kind of <laughs> left that to yourself to learn all those tools. And I yeah. feel like Photoshop, I hate it. And I hate it now because yeah. I don't know the full range of this, like the tools available to me. Yeah. And that's like, I think it would take like a lifetime to learn all of the capabilities of the Adobe programs. Oh, but yeah, like I, in uni, um, I just had like one, one like computer course uh, class every week. Like it was just like maybe two hours of being on the computer, which I I get that you need to have, um, like they need to teach us more broad things as well. It can't all just be on the computer, but I feel like the computer part should have taken up a lot more than it did. Yep. Um, It's very theory-based. Yeah. Rather than practical. I would say like mine was practical, uh, but not 
practical. <laughs> it was practical in that it wasn't theory, but it was pra- not practical in that it was like useless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the recollections of cutting out letters and building Lego just they they stick in your mind. <laughs> wow. I had to do 100 pages, 100 different portraits. Uh, of myself. Oh, okay. I was going to say I did portraits too, but no, I just that was my illustration elective. We didn't actually do much. No, this was part of my. There you course. go. It was ridiculous. I can't draw for shit. Yeah. See, that, like that's the thing. You don't need to be able to draw to be a designer. And no. And that's kind of the thing they were enforcing. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, you just need to be able to do a, like a really shitty little sketch that you figure out you, that only you need to determine what that is. <laughs> That's right. No one else needs to know what that little squiggle is. Yeah. I'll deal with that one later. Exactly. Yeah, no, I learned how to use a pencil. Not the pencil. <laughs> a pencil. <laughs> and then the other thing is that we only learn Adobe yeah. at, at uni. Um, I, I feel like it would have been really useful to learn sketch figma like and protopie any any other tools or even like there are there are alternatives to adobe you don't just have to use them i get that they're industry standard but it could be nice to be like hey here's some other options in case you don't have hundreds and hundreds of dollars (laughs) to spare right now yeah no i agree the only thing i would comment on is that when i first started working in the studio we used photoshop Mm. for web design oh yeah back in the day so like that's true actually yeah 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 so I guess it's like apps and things evolved more became available or whatever so I hope that they are introduced into some of the courses that's that's true but yeah we we used photoshop and then we moved over to sketch yeah eventually pretty much the same time xd might have started being developed I don't know it could be I think xd was a tiny bit later but yeah but not much. But it was it was in beta for the yeah. first part of my career anyway. Yeah. So 100% I hope they're in the course now because they Sketch, probably are. Sketch and Figma, even Protopie. Just, and XD. Yeah, they're just awesome apps. I actually, XD is probably my preference out of all of them because it, do, it, it does prototyping in it. Yeah, okay. And, and actually I think Sketch does prototyping these days too. Does, it's just yeah. that it didn't have all the capabilities. as well. I yeah, guess oh, it's just getting used shortcuts. to all the shortcuts again. <laughs> yeah, the bane of every designer's existence is the different shortcuts across programs. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why Adobe are expanding so much to house so many different apps because they can keep everything similar and that's yeah. why designers are more likely yeah. to use their apps because they're like, oh, Command C, yeah. Command Z. Yeah, same as Apple. Like, if you can create an ecosystem that people don't need to leave, you're kind of, like, on to the money bags there. Oh, yeah, that's it, and... They're evolving yeah. constantly. Uh, my second little point was like how to be a leader, mm-hmm. not necessarily like a team leader, but also like how to lead a client mm-hmm. um, and not just following along with what they say. Yes. It's very hard to have the discussion when you're just like, yep, 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 and not know when to put your foot down, not yep. know when to put pressure back on them, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that's a very... For me, that was a very hard one because you need to know how to do that. Yeah, I that agree. And I think regardless of whether you're a freelancer, have your own business or you work in someone else's business, I think that those leadership skills can translate whether or not you're like, if it's just with the client or if it's like, uh, if you kind of work your way up within an agency, I think that those skills are like, it's, it's one thing to have design skills, and that's probably the easiest part to develop. I think I, I think there is a, 
an element of like a natural gift. Like I think you need to have an eye for things and proportions and all that sort of stuff, but you can learn design. And I think that the skills that a designer needs outside of that are a lot harder to learn, like those leadership skills and like, um, like communication, like we're, we're visual communicators, but in order to get that over the line, like you say, like kind of persuading your client and, and like knowing when to push back and all those things, like those are not natural skills for a lot of people. And no, like you'll probably be shooting bricks when you're about to tell a client <laughs> yeah. no, or yeah. like, or even just trying to hold that conversation with a client if it's going real pear shaped, like yeah. having that ability to try and turn it around and yeah. like just not sit there and freeze. Yeah. And it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. And like I've had, you know, some clients that you have those like you, you have a very open dialogue with who have said things to me like, oh, I really love like that one thing you say, like, um, uh, like I often like if someone has an idea that I'm like, I'm not sure it's going to work. I don't want to over promise and that sort of thing. I'll always just be like, look, let me have a play. Let me have a see. Like, I'll try. I'll see what I can do. Like, and I've had a client be like, I love that you say that because you're not shutting me down. Like you're open to trying things. And so I think like that, those, those conversations where you're like, you either are trying to bring them around to see it from your side or you're, you know, uh, giving a little and letting them kind of letting something go through to the keeper, that sort of thing. Those conversations are really hard and you've got to develop those skills and you just don't get taught them in uni. No, I agree. And I was actually, that can also come across when you're doing like working with developers. Like there were so many times you'd go to a website meeting and you wouldn't have a developer with you. Mm. <laughs> and the client would put you on the spot <laughs> yeah. like, is this possibly like, let me ask the developer. Yeah, look, I'm going to come back to you on that <laughs> yeah. one. Like, just having that conf- confidence to just to say, like, I have no freaking clue. Like, yeah. I can design that. That's fine. But yeah. I don't know if it can be implemented. So yeah. I'm going to have to come back to you. Like, like you said, it just opens up the conversation then. And mm-hmm. you're not just shutting them straight down. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. You never want to shut someone down. You want, like, because at the end of the day, the, the client needs to be happy with what you're producing. Even if it's at your detriment, even if you don't actually want, you're not going to be proud of that work. You need to get to a point where it's like, this is a, like, a good pro, like a good outcome, something that I know is going to work for you and you like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, third one. Which kind of follows on yeah. from the previous one, yeah. A little bit more of client communication just mm-hmm. like how you really present the idea how you yep. write your rationale not just jittering and like creating a whole bunch of jargon just to get you through like how to apply apply like this is why I've done this to the design rather than just like what do you think yes what do you think is like the worst thing you can say to a client like and I used to do it all the time I would like kind of get to the end of my little spiel and then I'd be like what do you think like never ask what do you think you've got to like I like I love to remind clients like like kind of if I get to the end of my spiel about like my rationale for something I'll like bring it back to like okay so at the at our last meeting, we came to these conclusions. Like we're looking to do blah blah blah. Um, how do you think that this is meeting those objectives? Like you always kind of like make it like remind them what we're aiming for because when you get to a, like a presentation meeting, it's always like the briefing meeting was probably a few weeks ago. Like we've all forgotten the exact thing like things that we agreed upon, and in that in in that like moment, the client's just going to be like 
like they're just thinking like, do I like this? They're yeah. not thinking like, okay, so like my client is X, Y, Z. They're looking for like ABC uh, and is this logo meeting that? No, they're just like, oh, I don't like that shade of red. Yeah, that's it. You're not really giving them anything to base what the design is yeah, off. exactly. That's actually a very good point. That's a very good idea, like bringing them back to like mm. after you wrapped it up. Yeah. This is why. Yeah, exactly. That's an excellent idea. I like Thanks. that. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Could take that one on board. Yeah. And then also with that, I feel like the, um, just like the specifics of like, what do I write in a brief and mm-hmm. like, what are the stages? So you've got your brief stage, reverse brief, uh, research, presentation, refinement, like all those stages. I feel like uni doesn't actually teach those specifics. Mm-hmm. So don't I don't teach you what to write and how to write them. And so I feel like just the, because obviously like the, the your assignments are a brief like you're the you're creating to your tutor's brief or whatever yep um but like answering someone else's brief is completely different to like creating a brief and and like getting to the core of like what you're what you need to know in order to design this thing and so I think like yeah that and that's something that like you learn through like just experience on the job you know other designers sharing their resources online trial and error and so I feel like if uni kind of had a little bit more like guidance as to like here's how you write a brief and these are the stages of a design process that would be so helpful I agree yeah I just went straight into the deep end and had mm. one of the des- like the senior designers just show me a brief I was like oh, I didn't even think about like ha- like at uni you don't even think about oh well what do you need to do in a meeting yeah yeah, like what they do I actually need to know? They, they should like kind of put you into case study scenarios where you're in a situation where you have to either sit down with a classmate or whatever and yeah. they're the client, yep. you're the designer and you do run through a brief. Totally. Or I run through a, like a meeting like that. Like that would have been very hands-on skill. Yeah. That would have been very helpful. Yeah, because like we did a crap ton of uh, group projects. I don't know why one of them wasn't you're the client in this one and like you're the designer in this one. Yeah. That would have been, why are we uni teachers? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyone want us? <laughs> we'll come. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically all I did in client communication was, like I think you've noted this down too, but like I had to do some speeches. Yeah. Yeah, same. That got me nowhere. No. It's not my own work that I'm like, okay, it was my own work because I had to write a theory-based yeah. research paper, but it's not my design. Like, it's worse. So words. you didn't, like, have – it was more, like, like essays? Yeah, really? essays. Yeah, right. Always. Like, I barely wrote about a project. The right. only time I got to write about a project was my final year in my final, like, piece. Yeah, okay. That's the only time I ever wrote a rationale. Right, okay. So we had to do, like – we did have to write rationales. Um, so like our assignments were I don't, like it, it got better at, like it got more realistic as a brief, as the, like, as I progressed through the course, but yeah, we would have like, uh, an assignment and the, we had, it was not so much like, not like, not like a real life brief. It would be like, you know, maybe like, maybe a layout like it not I don't know I feel like a brand or something like it was never that like we just didn't learn proper branding like no it was like like one logo or like one yeah like a couple of spreads like editorial design kind yeah. of thing um and so we would have to 
like hand it in and the tutors would like uh, mark it and then we would have to or like they'd have time with it and then we would have to come in and then like they would give us feedback. Yep. So we didn't actually have to really justify it to them in person unless they had further questions. But it was not like, yeah, so it's not like in a client meeting where you sit there and you're like, okay, this is like the justification for everything. That was more like just like a little yeah. written thing. Um, and then also we had like um, uh, my train of thought <laughs> just disappeared. Oh, we had group projects. Yeah. And then we would have to like present those to the class. But like... It's a cliche because it's real that group projects suck and no one like there's like always like two people that aren't pulling their weight and two people that are doing the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. like, so those, I don't feel I got anything from that at all. Like that's not, I think that that was their way of being like, this is what it's like to work with other like with colleagues but it's not because like, because every colleague is getting paid at the end of the day. And we all like, give a crap about the project and we're all like putting in effort because it's our job whereas in uni it's just like well people can get away with not doing shit so they didn't do shit and so I wish I was not, that person not realistic me too it'd be so good <laughs> to be able to just not like give a shit <laughs> coast through on someone else's grades I also think it would have been really helpful if they had of like say they tell us to do an InDesign project right mm. but if they actually like got the working file and looked how it was set up oh yeah because yeah, like that's yeah, good point. Kerning, letter spacing, all that stuff, yeah. line spacing. I mean, like, I didn't know any of that. And and like in InDesign, because you like set your, you can set like your character styles and that sort of thing. And like, I just didn't know that existed. No, well, either did I until I started working on a magazine and I yeah. said, I was like, and it's like, oh, that oh just like goodness. made my life so much easier. I don't have to go back and find what I set for that one. Yeah. It's just like already done. Yeah. Um, I feel like that would have been a real advantage, um, especially if you are in the advertising kind of space. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like those specifics, like having someone like over your shoulder being like, do this, do this, like this, just showing us where those, those functions are. Yeah. Although that said, I do have a memory of one of my computer classes learning, uh, because kerning is like, um, like I remember like there's there's such a debate between like justification and not not ju- not justifying text justify. and justifying text is fugly like I hate I hate when people do it it's just such a shortcut to getting something looking neat and you actually make it messier in the process but I did learn a hack from a tutor who showed the way like you can like normal justification just puts gaps between your words right yep, yep. you can go into your settings in InDesign and make the gaps, like it will put gaps between the letters in a more like subtle way. And so it like, you can justify without fucking up your entire like thing. It actually looks decent. Yeah, right. I'll show you the settings. It's really great. (laughs) That is a very good little So there you go. I did learn something great from uni. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. That was also from the tutor that every single person had a crush on. Oh, stop it. It was real pretty. (laughs) (laughs) My tutors were old. See, and I think... Oh, see, most of my tutors were young. See, I think that's what the difference is too. Like uh, there's probably younger ones in, but like the older ones not really knowing... Like they know how to design, not saying anything about that, but like yeah. knowing upcoming kind of yeah, apps yeah. and like how things are changing. Like, yes, they would probably be on to design trends or whatever, but I guess yeah. they're still old, like old teachers teach old school ways. Yeah, for sure. So I think it could 
possibly be yeah. the same kind of thing. I don't know. I would say most of my lecturers were older and my tutors were younger. Well, see, my lecturers and tutors were the same. Okay. Really? But didn't you have like, oh, unless you, because. So I had. How, did you have like heaps of classes within your. Yeah, but they were all group? the same teachers. Okay. Because I had like. Uh, now I'm forgetting. <laughs> I'm sure I had a lecture every day. I'm pretty sure I had a lecture every day and then a tutor, a tutorial every yeah, day. Same. And my tutor was like, my lecturer would be like some random person that was in middle age. And then like my, <laughs> not random person, they were a professor. And then my, <laughs> my tutor would be like a, a younger person who had like, was a freelancer or was like a student or yeah. No, my lecturers and tutors were the same. There you go. Yep, they were very skilled, don't get me mm. wrong, in their day. Yeah. They did some awesome work, but... I had mostly good lecturers and tutors, some duds. Yeah, my theory one was a dud. He was hilarious, but he was... <laughs> <laughs> I had a dud because she was not very nice. <laughs> I think the other thing for me when I was at uni, it was called, um, it was more like visual communication oh yeah that's what my degree just my was name yeah. of my degree was and it wasn't so i did the first year was very heavily art based okay. like real like paint like that mm. kind of art based and because we were in we were mixed in with um the visual artist ah we were mixed in with them in my first right. year Terrible. That does sound kind of terrible. I hope Wollongong University has picked up its socks a little bit. So the first year we were in art and then we went into the second year, which was more design focused, which I guess two, like you're not at uni for that long and year two and year three, it wasn't, it just wasn't, I just didn't get a lot out of it. And I feel like one of the things was like it being taught to me to be a multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary. (laughs) designer yeah because when I came out of designing I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do as a designer yeah that's fair um and then I got my first job and it was brand it was Mm. web it was marketing yeah I like I wasn't aware that I would be going into anything like that I guess you're really unaware anyway as a first-time job because you'll pretty Mm. much take anything you can get out of uni and I was very lucky to get my job um, yeah. But like I didn't really learn web design. I didn't learn yeah. any of that. It wasn't included in my course and there wasn't really electives for it either. That's wild. So that's crazy that you were mixed with the art students. It was it was not it was not a vibe, let me tell you. Like I don't do art well. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> but like it's when you're paying so much for uni and dedicating your time to uni, you don't want to be doing something that is just like not what you're intent like what what you're trying to do baffling to me like I like yes we did some logos in the core course but like a logo is not a brand like we did we just did not learn to create brands which is like I don't like so I feel like we were kind of aware of the like the the career trajectory for us like they did they could they they told us like yes you can start your own like have your own business and that was also definitely encouraged but it was like the I the takeaway I had was like I'm gonna go into a studio and work um like in in a design studio like not in-house not for myself and I feel like that was that was the expectation like you were gonna go like do that but I also feel like it wasn't no one said like 
oh, I like, and you're going to do brand and web there. Like, I didn't think I was going to be a web designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that like the, 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 if they were, if they were setting us up to be like going to a design studio, you would think that they would be like, pre- like all of your subjects would be like branding, web, bit of print. Like we didn't even have them as electives. You know, that's why that blows my mind. I fucking did a lighting elective, like how to light <laughs> up a musical theater stage. That's stupid. <laughs> Tell me about it. Like yeah. my electives that I could pick from were dismal. They were yeah, terrible. Okay. So I did whatever I thought was the easiest option. Yeah. But like dismal. Like we had some useless ones, like, sorry to all interaction designers, but interactive design. Like in, I'm sure there are other elements to it, but in our, like what we were learning about was like, like kind of like artistic stuff, like doing uh, like installations. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I had obviously zero interest in, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it just, I think. If you're setting, if you're telling people like this is what your career path is, like how are you not teaching them those those specific topics? Bit Everything weird. I know now, I've taught myself. Yeah, I would say like the even my like I learned, I did learn like okay how to talk a little bit, mm. but a lot of it is me getting older, getting yeah. a little bit more mature, yeah, and like experience in the workplace. Like I, I did not learn that in uni, and I'm sure that every single profession out there will be like oh yeah I learned more the first year out of uni than I did for my whole course like Mm -hmm. I expect that that's a pretty common experience but just the I don't know the mate I paid 30 grand for yeah it's a lot of money (laughs) to come out and be like oh I learned more the first year um outside of uni and like the uh lost my train of thought again no it's gone But yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go to the next one? Sure, let's go okay. to the next one. <laughs> uh, the next point, um, like I would have loved to learn about, is being a freelance designer versus yeah. an in-house designer versus studio designer, yeah. because that was not taught to me. I did not. Being a freelancer, I would have loved to have learned everything about business but I guess then you would have to do a business course in the mix I don't know that probably would have been helpful you know yes but also like why like you could teach us like some of it like that could be an elective why isn't like starting up a freelance business an elective start up business yeah because like that's you're presenting that as a career path surely you should like equip people with those skills absolutely because you literally have to do everything from your invoicing to your tax to your yeah like setting up your business, Doing business that. name, ABN, figuring ASICs. out like what sort of, what business Domains. structure am I supposed to have? Like these are just like things that you, like no one teaches you unless mm-hmm. you're like a, I don't know, a nepotism baby and your parents <laughs> can teach you that. But like most of us can't. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you go like to an in-house designer where you literally just are rolling out for that one brand. I just I dismal. couldn't. I could like I dismal. couldn't. I like I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, hats off to everyone that does it. I'm sure you love your job, but I just could not do it. You'd have to like no. I could do it if it was like a a business that I fucking love, like a beauty or a yeah, skincare yeah, one. like a, a brand that you'd be like so amped to work for. That's how I could do it. Trick and they still out. I reckon they'd still outsource. Well, that's the thing. You wouldn't want the fun stuff to get outsourced, and like you see that because like when I don't know, thinking of like go to Mecca, those sort of brands, 
they do collaborations and like I don't know how much of their packaging and that sort of stuff gets designed by their in-house team but like they do collaborations Mm -hmm. with like artists and stuff so then that would be getting outsourced like I would just if I was an in-house designer and I was watching all the fun projects go out the door I'd be devastated yes so would I I would I would be walking out that door too it's just it's like the the difference between a in-house freelance and studio role like you might as well be you might as well not all be called graphic designers because you're doing completely different jobs Mm -hmm. like a freelancer is a like business owner like they have so many skills that the studio designer just does not need and then like the studio designer it's like it's so creative and (laughs) hey Gerald hi Gerald Gerald the cat has joined us (laughs) (laughs) go away he's like I'm the main character Here I am. Anyway. Such a good kitty. And he's oh. his butt is right in your camera. <laughs> oh, Jersey boy. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, um, right. So she did design it. Yeah. Very creative. Uh, you don't have to worry about all of the business side of things. And then in-house designer, you're like the... Like you would be doing different things to a studio designer, but you'd have to do so much of the like digital marketing and mm-hmm. the like EDMs and like it's just, you just don't have the opportunity. Like you're not creating brands, That's you're having to maintain yeah. a brand and just like do, having to like always be using the same color palette and always be using the same logo. Like just, I feel like it would be my last resort as a designer. I think so. Like oh, and Jez, Jez is now knocking my microphone. Gerald, come off, darling. Come on. <laughs> I'll just sit him on my lap. Come here, buddy. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I just could, I couldn't do it. And then, like, you go into being a studio where I got thrown well and truly into the deep end. It oh was, yeah, it was all me. Yeah, yeah. And a senior designer. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I was I wonder doing, if the microphone is picking up his purring. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. It could do. He, he's a loud purrer. Um, <laughs> We've got a, got a new little tune. He's our design intern. <laughs> He's a very good one. He just, oh, don't hit the mic again. He just shushes. <laughs> Gerald. Sorry, guys. Um, it's not for you to scratch your head on. <laughs> He's uh, very active today. Go on. Uh, go away. Chuff. Chuff. Go on. Um. Oh, <laughs> so knocked, just, knocked his knee on the way down. Um, <laughs> Stuck the landing. Yeah, so I was um, really thrown into it. I had to do everything with, yep. in, with the designer. Like my senior designer was like, you do it and I'll yeah. look over it. And But then you don't have to do all the everything that comes with the sales and yep. landing that lead. Yeah. So it's blessing. It is. The, yeah, in a lot of ways I think the studio designer role is like – it gets like there's a lot of uh, benefits to it. Absolutely, and I love working as a team. Yeah, just, working as a team is the biggest thing. It's when you got a good team, and yeah. we were. Such we a good had team. a very good team. Yeah, it was the best time ever it at was. work mm-hmm. until it got disrupted. You left me. Oh, I wasn't the first one. <laughs> no, that's true. I was the third. <laughs> were you? Adam was first. Oh, I th- I didn't know you were talking about just not just designers. Oh, we talking about designers. Okay, you're talking, was, you're, talking, first. you're talking about the uh, the whole team, the the little gang, fun crew. Yeah, the gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next point. 
the power of networking and getting yourself out mm-hmm. there. It is such a vital thing to be able yes. to communicate to someone without selling yourself to someone. Yeah. I, I, I was very scared to talk to anyone mm. predominantly older than me and mm-hmm. more um, business savvy yeah. than yep. me because mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm. I do now a mm. little bit, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, so I was a bit scared of doing that um, and I actually ended up reaching out to a few different businesses and I there's one now that I meet with every now and then or he checks in with me every now and then and we just chat about business and how it's going we just have a little life. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and it's a very good – I feel like everyone, if you are heading down either the freelance road or you just you just want to get your skills out there as a designer, 100% recommend to just reach out to random people. People are lovely. Yeah. People yeah, are – not all people are dicks. No, They're most people are very generous, like, with their time. Especially in, like – like a business, the business kind of world, mm. they're more than likely happy to just have a chat. Yeah. If like you, if you make the time, they'll make the time. Like yeah. if you're not just dicking around, yeah, being there for no reason. Yeah, if you've got like clear goals and reasons to meet with them. Yeah, and like like I said, oh, I've written down here. <laughs> you would want to get to know you would want to get to know a person before you get into the bed with them first. Yep. I don't know why I was saying that. Yes, I do. Because you would rather, like, you'd want them to know you, to know what you are, know what you do before you sell your services. Right. As in, are you saying, like, get to know them, like, on a little bit of a more personal slash casual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. And then create that network because that person could have a lot of network buddies. Absolutely. And like you don't, not everything needs to be like a, do you need my work right now? I can be like, hey, keep me in mind. Let's like, let's be friends or acquaintances or whatever and Mm -hmm. keep me in mind if you ever hear something. Yeah, that's right. Because a lot of the time people have friends that say something or just business partners are like, I need this. And like, yeah, I got your gal for you. Yeah, I know a gal. Exactly. And um, I also thought to that point, like selling yourself is hard, like, because you don't want to be salesy. You don't want to be a dick about yourself. And like, you don't want to be arrogant. Like, I feel like the, it, it's hard, like, especially being like young and female, it kind of like puts you at a little bit more of a disadvantage when you're having those conversations, but it can be like very difficult to it, like, not just like being female and young, but also like I feel like Australia is a very like be humble kind of mm-hmm. society and being like uh, like being able to talk about yourself and like sell yourself kind of goes against that. And also being in a creative industry goes against that. Like you're, we're not taught like creative jobs are super valuable. Like no one's going to, no one, no one says like, no one questions an electrician's rate or a lawyer's rate or a physiotherapist's rate, but they will question a designer's rate, even though it's probably, well, it's hella cheaper than a lawyer. Um, <laughs> but so the, yeah, like, true. I'm the, not going to take your ass. I'm not going to court. <laughs> yeah. So like the creative roles, like it's hard to be able to sell yourself in that environment. And then, like you said, like trying to have those conversations with people that are you perceive are being more business savvy or experienced than you and older than you, it's really hard to like go against that and sell yourself for what you're worth. But I feel like 
getting older, I feel so much more comfortable doing that. Like I, I agree. I'm not arrogant. I just know that I'm fucking good at my job. And so are you like, I think, and it's easy to like, forget that. Like it's easy to forget that. Like you think, Oh, like there's so many talented people out there and there are, but also there are some people that don't have this skill. Like it is, it's not that common of a skill. And so knowing like, yes, I'm really good at this. I'm also really good at the, the non-design skills, like the pitching and the, all of the oral communication, the written communication, all of that stuff. I just think like being able to acknowledge like, and trust yourself. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> keep going. I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> knowing that. No, I think there's like someone behind me. No, um, the word oral just got me. You <laughs> <laughs> said you're good at oral. I couldn't help it. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, that went over my head. You said you were good Sorry, it just, I tried to stay quiet. I was trying to say oral and written communication. I was distinguishing them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good little rant too. He's so, me saying I'm mature. <laughs> <laughs> but to my point, like knowing that you're good, knowing that you have those skills that like not everyone has, you can like get into a room and you can sell your ideas and, and communicate properly with your client. And just like also just being nice, like not being a dick. Like those, like having those three things, I'm like, I feel good. I feel confident to like walk into a room and like sell my idea, know that I am the expert and that's like why they've hired me. That's why I'm in the room. And like, you know, even if it's like asking for what you deserve, like in terms of like, you know, quoting things, like asking for what you're worth, like all those things, I feel so much more confident with these days. And I think that everyone should get to that point it's hard when you start out but everyone needs to like back themselves it is it is so hard when you start out I used to be a little hermit Mm. and I feel like the client could feel that they could feel Mm. that kind of shakiness in your voice so they knew they kind of had that advantage over you from the start Mm. that they were the superior in the room Mm. like if things were to go south yeah but if you start going in there with confidence and know exactly what you're doing well you do know what you're doing you're the expert like you said yeah um, it's just, it just takes you to a whole nother level. And I feel like the co- the client then has more confidence in you and what mm-hmm. you're saying. And they trust that you're doing the best thing that is for whatever project you're working on with that client. It just really, I think it just helps really solidify. I'm wearing the power pants here. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, if you were to do over, would you still go to uni? Yeah, hundred percent. Would you? Yeah, I would. I, I would go to uni and I would go to UTS. Like I, yeah, right. I think that it, like I, as much as you know, we say there's things that we wish we learnt. I think it was a great foundation for me. Like I think that, um, like I was very happy to not do an honors year. Like I don't think I needed more of that. But I think that like. I mean, for me going into uni, I had no friggin' clue what I wanted to do in life. So it was helpful to just have three years to like actually be learning stuff and and working towards something. Um, But like I did learn a lot, like just because I didn't learn everything that I've learned on the job. Like I still learned so much. Um, I think it was like a, a, a good uni to go to, a good experience. Like I, like I feel like I got a lot out of those three years. Um, 
but you know nothing's perfect and so there's <laughs> this areas that could be improved <laughs> but and, and you know like it's it was a fun campus like it was nice being in the city yeah I I'm happy that I went I could do without the hex debt but <laughs> I, I'm very happy that I went I don't think I would I don't think I'd be as good of a designer if I hadn't done it yeah that's fair I would not. You wouldn't? No, I would not go to uni. I went to Billy Blue before I started at Wollongong Uni. I feel like if I had continued at Billy Blue, I would have really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're a lot more hands-on at Billy Blue. I did a mm. design fundamentals course there before I even started my bachelor just to make sure, like, yes. And I learnt majority okay. of things there. They were so helpful. Um, a couple of the uni lecturers are, like, book uh, they work they're still there now they work in like book publishing oh, cool. they do a range of things and they're really versatile in what they like what their careers are mm-hmm. um I feel like if I had stayed there I probably would have seen like the benefit yeah okay um Wollongong Uni hated it yeah right I mean I liked the uni lifestyle don't yeah. get me wrong but i I felt like I had room to grow so much more and yeah, to learn okay. so much more, which I ended up learning on the job, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I've come a very long way in such such a short time mm. because I was thrown into that position when I got my job. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do Wollongong Uni again. Mm-hmm. I don't know, TAFE might be an option for other people. Yeah. I feel like um, some TAFE students come out and they're very, very hands-on. Yeah. They know a lot of the skill, the tools, but then they just like some of that, like what we've been talking about, like the presentation kind of side of things or being able to provide that rationale. Yeah. I mean, we, we said like we didn't really do a lot of it anyway, but we mm-hmm. kind of had from doing those essays, I guess, we kind of had a little bit more I don't know, literature behind yeah. us or a little bit of, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even like... I wouldn't be like if this was an apprenticeship kind of thing, not mm. dismal wages yeah, or anything, yeah. but like I feel like there'd be a lot of benefits out of doing a course that was a, an apprenticeship. Because I agree. Imagine how much you could learn if you're on the job from, say, I don't know, is it first? Yeah, first year you're on the job. Yeah. You're learning things. I mean, the pay I disagree with, mm. but if there was a design apprenticeship, I would 100% um say for if I was to employ anyone I would Mm. put on a designer I agree like I mean there's already an expectation to do internships as a designer and most of them are unpaid which is completely messed up um but yeah like if if you can say like an internship is a good idea well then of course an an (laughs) internship an apprenticeship is a good idea and you're getting paid for that exactly so no I'm all for an apprenticeship I feel like it would be so valuable 100% 100% um, I wonder why it's not a thing it should be and then maybe the government would subsidize our tools as well yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> be a little gift on the side nice. wouldn't it the, because like design is a like a really expensive I saw like a video about this that kind of pointed it out to me on TikTok the other day but like of course it was on TikTok TikTok is great. Get on TikTok. <laughs> but it was talking about like the how inaccessible design can be as a career because there's so much cost up front and there is. Like I would not have been able to be a designer if like my parents weren't paying for my like subscri- – my not subscription, it was like CS6 but yeah. back then. But they paid for my Adobe software. Same. Like I, I – And my first Mac. They didn't buy me a Mac. They bought me a HP. But I'm grateful it was a computer. It was functional. But I did, I wasn't one of those cool kids in the class with a Mac. Um, but yeah, like they bought me a computer and a Adobe program so I could like 
do do the course do the course that's, that's the thing right that you say you're gonna do a design course mate if you don't have it's, those apps at home exactly. you have to be at that uni 24 7 trying to use those things and yeah and now you don't like that it's a creative cloud subscription so yeah. now it's like that's even true. more money like i feel like it would have been a different story if i'd been like mum and tad can you put aside 80 dollars off students it's less but like yeah, it's just such so such a like a hurdle mm-hmm. like you kind of have to have money in order to be a designer which is fucked up yep i agree so if it was an apprenticeship there would be an opportunity for those things to be subsidized by the government i think it's a great idea that's a very good idea um, I mean, people, I feel like we're coming up with a lot of great, great ideas. ideas. We should open podcasts. our own uni slash apprenticeship thing. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why everyone, the next, like every Tom, Dick and Harry on Instagram <laughs> at the moment is a course mentor. Oh, uh, that's a money grab. A hundred percent is a money grab. Yeah. But like we could do that. And oh, yeah. Imagine getting that accredited. No, like it's the same kind of thing, but accredited and a little bit more. Well, I mean, you have that for like uh like other professions like you don't have to go through a uni or a TAFE but you can still get the same like you can still get a cert whatever qualification or diploma that sort of thing I reckon that's a great idea no one take that it's (laughs) trademarked (laughs) copyrighted the the other thing that I did just think of that was wonderful about my uni was the uh access that we had to like really uh talented reputable like really great designers and design studios in the industry like we had so many guest lecturers from really that we, came from different like uh design studios that are hell? big we in australia ever <laughs> god i got ripped <laughs> it's definitely like the i mean i chose uts because i heard that it had a really good reputation for graphic yeah, design right. um and yeah like those i mean we also had like uh, not that I attended, but um, we had, uh, you know, Stefan Sagmeister. Yep. He came to do a guest lecture and I didn't go because I couldn't be fucked. You're kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Stefan Sagmeister. Do you hate yourself a little bit? A little bit. <laughs> but like this was, I don't know. I feel like it was like the... like First the, 19 year old? No, I think it was like the very end of the like the last day of semester or something like last day of the year and I was just like (laughs) do I really want to travel on the train and buses for like four hours today no not really (laughs) I can he's got I'm sure he's got a TED talk I can watch um (laughs) but yeah like we did have access to really good uh studios and stuff that were coming and like I still like I follow those studios to this day and like look up to them still so and like they even like there's uh like the intern like we were expected to do an internship again i didn't <laughs> um but we weren't even expected to it wasn't uh, we were definitely expected to and i just uh couldn't be bothered um <laughs> i was such a i was such a little baby nervous little 17 year old i just did not like doing shit like that um <laughs> but we um they had like lots of good connections to different studios if you wanted to contact we also like i, I remember i had a a set like a group assignment where I had to we had to like get in touch with a studio and they like gave us they're like here go to this studio like all the big ones in Sydney um and just like talk to like do an interview with them so we got to interview like a design studio this would be another helpful thing how to put together your portfolio for your interviews what the hell why wasn't that taught i did have to do that (laughs) um and then you suck and then then there was also 
um, a like the uni had such a good reputation. <laughs> I also said the, the initials wrong. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was just going to gl- gloss over that for you. Um, the like because they had such a good reputation at UTS, the like there was um, a design studio that like would like they ha- like basically like a little internship program where they'd be like like you can apply to this thing and you can like actually work on a client brief and like come work for us basically for this for one project so yeah no UTS is actually pretty great (laughs) there you have it guys go to UTS or Billy Blue don't go to UOW yeah go go to UTS and then say I heard this uni was great from Elise and Danny from whatever comes next. You should come, you should let them come in and be lecturers. <laughs> and pay us. <laughs> pay us, but also I just come in and talk for free. I would do. It'd be fun as a guest lecturer. And then if you want to hire me as a lecturer or a tutor, I'll take that. Yeah, 100%. I would be into that too. Yeah. I would love to be out. I love just sharing like my hurdles and obstacles oh, yeah. that I have overcome and the benefit of what I've learned. Like agree. I, there's no point keeping that to myself mm-hmm. is like helpful for other designers. So why not share that? I feel you. So it's all, it's all good sharing, sharing experience. It is. Plus then everyone can get an insight into what they're about to trample into. Yeah. Otherwise you just blindsided mm. me. Blindsided. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thrown in the deep end. Yeah. But there you go. You live and you learn and you teach other people. Yeah, that's it. You let everyone learn from you. Yep. Hopefully. Yep. <laughs> this, I've enjoyed this chat. It's been lovely. It has been a good chat. I really, like I said, I love sharing this kind of stuff with everyone. Yep, me too. It's a good vibe. Yep. Love it. <laughs> well. I can't stop looking at your hairy chest. <laughs> my hairy chest? What? Oh, from Gerald. I was like, Daddy, you couldn't tell me before. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, coming that is a lot of cat hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna let a ginger chest hair. Oh, look, right he's now. coming to oh, you. Oh, hi. He caught oh, him. he jumped. I told you he's a dog. He's, he's cat dog. Crap out of me. Cat dog Jez. Oh, hi Jez. Um, <laughs> already, well, it's ended in chaos once again. Um, this has been our uh, little water cooler chat installment two. I'm enjoying it, and uh, also our there are birds chirping, <laughs> cats jumping. Um, it's and, chaos in here. And we also chatted about what uh, we wish we learned at uni. Let us know if you enjoyed this one. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Happy to share more of our experiences. Yeah, let um, us know what you want to learn. Mm-hmm. If there's anything we can help you with, yep. I would love to try and help if I can. Absolutely. Um, in the meantime, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We are at the WCN pod. Uh, and stay tuned for whatever comes next. Bye. Bye.